Good evening. Fantastic. Great to have you here this evening. The way the last, uh, I guess, month has been, it's been, seems like it's been a while since we met together on a Wednesday night, don't it? Seems like it's been a while, but I'm glad to be here this evening, and I'm glad that you're here, and we want to look at in our scriptures tonight, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we are looking at the thought of how do we go forward and transition into the future. And we've looked at several things as far as maintaining our reliance upon the sufficiency of the Word of God and some different aspects. And tonight I want to look at an issue that I think is very important, although the terminology itself, I really hate it. And so because it, um, it, it, uh, it gives a mindset sometimes of really something that we're not about, but I think that is the most fitting word, and that is that the church must be relevant. And sometimes churches talk about being relevant, and they use that as an excuse or as a way to go into liberalism. And that's not what I mean when I say relevant. And so I want to be uh, upfront, make sure that you know that's not what I'm talking about, and I'm going to describe what I'm talking about when I say relevant. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 9, begin reading in verse number 19, and we'll read through about verse number 22. 1 Corinthians 9, 19, the Bible says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who were under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who were under the law. To those who were without the law, as without the law, not being without the law toward God, but under law towards Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be partaker of it with you." Here we find that Paul says he's become all things to all men that he might win some. And so I want to look at this thought process of our church on how we must be relevant um, to changing societies, changing cultures, and yet do so while being faithful to maintain God's word and God's will. And so we must... uh, be faithful to do that. I want to say that relevance does not mean compromise. It does not mean that compromise. It means, literally by definition, it means the ability to retrieve material that satisfies the needs of the user or the practical and special, or especially social applicability. And so it's really the, the means to be able to retrieve materials that uh, could be useful. And so when we say relevant, it means that we are faithfully using what is available to us to reach as many people as possible with the gospel of Christ. It does not mean in any way that we change who we are or what God's word is. We remain faithful to it. As a church, we must be willing to adapt and adopt and change to meet the needs of the community. 
Again, that doesn't mean that we change who we are, but we need to recognize that uh, society has changed. Um, matter of fact, there is a ever-changing aspect to Etowah, and I'm new here, yet I can already tell you from talking to you and talking to others that Etowah has radically changed over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. It's not the same Etowah it was 20, 30 years ago. McMinn County is not the same as it was, and I want to tell you that it's going to continue to change. And so as a church, the church should begin to reflect some of those changes, not that we become what the world is, but that we are reaching out, and as society changes, the church um, is reaching all aspects of the ever-changing society. And so we must be willing to adapt and change to meet the needs of our community. Again, this does not mean that we change our message at all. The message is the power of Jesus Christ. That cannot, must not, and will not change. God's word is faithful and true. But it does mean that, listen, as the culture around the community changes, to some regard, that should be reflected within the church. Not that we become like the world, but if there are different demographics that are coming into our community, we ought to be reaching them with the gospel so as they come in, the church should reflect those changes to some degree. And so we must be willing to adapt and change. Many churches, though, take this thought uh, too far and begin to accept sin and worldly philosophies. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying the church adopts the mentality or the mindset of the world. That is not what being relevant means. What it means is that we're going to adopt ourselves to be able to faithfully reach those that God has brought to our community. Therefore, we must not cater to the world um, so that there is no difference between them and us. We should reach the world, but we are not to take on the world's mindset, but rather we are to do what we can to impact the world with the mindset of Jesus Christ. First Corinthians or Second Corinthians chapter six, verse number seventeen. The Bible's very clear about this matter. It says, Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. The Bible is very plain. Jesus says, Come out from among them and be separate. And so I want to understand that when I say that we are to reach our world and society, that does not mean that we begin to look, act, talk, think like the world but rather that the Bible is clear that we are to be separate. We're called a peculiar people, and the church is always going to, when we stand for truth and righteousness, we're not going to blend in with the world. And when we begin to try to act like the world to reach the world, um, we've missed the bar completely. That's not what God's calling us to do. But it does mean that we must be relevant in that we are uh, ever-changing and adapting not our message, but our means that we might faithfully reach our world. You say, preacher, why do you say that? Because there was a day and a time, I dare say even in Etowah, where people culturally desired to come to church. Even the lost who were unchurched knew that you were supposed to go to church. Even those, I remember some of the old preachers from a long time ago when I was a kid talking about older preachers then saying that when they were young in the ministry that drunks walking down the street past a church would walk over the other side of the road and get in the ditch to walk past the church because they didn't want to walk past the church drunk. Uh, 
that is not the society we live in anymore. There was a day when churches didn't need locks, and now we have to have locks and alarms and security cameras, and still you worry sometimes about what's going to happen. Society has changed. And so there was a time when people were apt to come to church, and now um, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. But a lot of people are going to stay home and watch church online. I wish they wouldn't. And if you're watching online tonight, I'm not knocking you. And if you're able, if you can't come, that's fine. But if you're able to come, I would encourage you to come to church. But the truth is, some aren't. And so, what do we do? Do we say, tough luck, too bad. We're having church here. If you want it, come and get it. Well, I don't think that's the best attitude to have, do you? If some people are not going to come, but they'll watch and listen online, then we need to do our best to try to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ by all means, whatever it takes within the confines of Scripture, be faithful. And so I'm going to list about five ways, and I'll try to get through them quickly, on how our church can be relevant and still be faithful to the Word of God. And so first is we must bring our technology up to the high standards that society expects. Um, I hate it, but it's just it is the world we live in. People expect um, technology, and they expect quality, do they not? And that's just, I expect it, and maybe you don't, but you, or don't admit it, but you do too. And so we just, society changes, it's the mindset that we have, and more and people are going to church remotely Again, we already talked about it. I know I'm not a fan of it, and you aren't either, but it's just the way things are going. Um, but for many people who do decide to come and attend church, the very first thing they're going to do is hop online and watch our church services before they ever walk through the door. That's what people do. They want to jump online and check it out. What kind of church is it? How many first impressions do you get? One. We've got one shot for a lot of people to make them say, hey, listen, that's a church that really seems like they're serious about doing something. They're not, I mean, they're putting their best foot forward. We've got one shot of the first impression. And so we've talked and, and we've looked at people we're, uh, that are coming in and we're wanting to look at upgrading some of our online, our streaming uh, and and. No, no knocking on what we have, just we need to step up our game in that area because we have to adapt and we have to put our best foot forward. We want our first impression to be one that people go, wow, I want to go check out that church. And there are some that will do that. And so that is just one way is just with the technology that as society changes in that regard, we can um, be faithful to do our best. We're not changing who... By, by updating our online presence, we are not changing what we believe or our doctrine in any way. That's not compromising anything. It's just saying, listen, we want to do... Now, listen, you can go too far with it. Um, there's a church in Atlanta that advertised years ago, about 10 years ago, they were the first 3D church in Atlanta. And you came into church, you put on your 3D glasses, and they had 3D screens on the back. 
Well, and I thought, what, 3D church? Whoever thought of that? Big screens and watching church in 3D? Well, about three or four years ago, I was driving through Atlanta, and I saw a sign. They were advertising. They were the first 4D church in Atlanta. And so I guess they've got the water, the mist. I don't know if preacher preaches on hell. It might get kind of hot in there. I'm not sure what 4D means, how far they take it. You can get into absurdity. Um, I, I don't think we're looking to install 4D screens and pews in the church but we can do our very best to put our best foot forward and so that is one way that we can do it Uh, the second of all is to provide places of service people want to belong where they matter right people want to be a part of something where they matter and so we must provide means and methods of service for individuals and that's why you've noticed our young people are doing our ushering. There are door greeters right now, and I encourage you to do that as well. <clears throat> I heard a pastor this week, I'm part of a Facebook group with pastors, uh, Southern Baptist pastors, and um, they're always going on there, and they, they discuss questions back and forth. And one of them was talking about he was visiting, and they've been between churches, been visiting churches. And of all the churches they went to, most of them, they said they had one to two people, if anybody, greet them. And normally it was at the front door, they would come in and sit down, and then nobody would greet them. Now, a lot of that, we say, is because of COVID, because people are, um, you know, don't know who you can shake hands with. And I understand that's legitimate. But he said they went to one church where they had about 20 people welcome them. He said, that's the church we're going to. And he asked, if any of y'all had the same issues? And I had pastors all over, Southern Baptist pastors, were commenting how the same issues they were having. Um, my wife and I, when we were between churches, come off the mission field, we visited some churches around. And we went to one church particularly that when we left, it was almost overwhelming a little bit because you couldn't even think somebody was talking to you constantly, thanking you for being in their church. And we said, wow, that's a church we'd want to attend. And they were so friendly. And so um, we have door greeters, but everybody can have a place of service. We have our, I'm glad our youth are doing that. We need everybody, though. It's not just our youth that are in the back handing out uh, the encounter when people come in. We need everybody to be involved, but we want people to feel like they matter. A- and if we don't have our youth involved in ministry at the church, what's going to happen? They're going to at 18, and all of a sudden they're going to find jobs and college, and church just doesn't matter because they cannot show up, and nobody's going to miss them, and they drift away. And so we need to provide places of service. And that's something we can do to be relevant in people's lives just by saying, listen, we're going to be relevant because we're going to allow you to be relevant to our church. And so I believe that's an area. Third is we can be um, adapting to an ever-changing community. We mentioned this a little bit earlier. And this means a willingness to accept people that may be different than what we are used to or what the status quo is for uh, our community. As it changes, we have to change, and we have to be willing to. Um, it may be mean reaching people of different ethnicities and languages. Um, it may require that we reach those affected by drug and alcohol addiction and, and say, listen, you know, um, people might come in that may be not the church crowd, but that's okay. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And... Uh, you know what I'm praying for? I'm praying I come in one Sunday, and there's uh, half the church is full of people that don't look like Christians, don't act like Christians, maybe don't even smell like Christians, but they need Jesus, and we can preach Jesus Christ to them. 
And so that's going to be, we have to be willing to adapt to that and accept it and realize that that's what it's going to take if we're going to evangelize the lost. If we're going to reach the lost, we have to get the lost to church where they can hear the preaching and the Holy and the Word of God. Four, be willing to allow our styles and traditions to grow with the church as the church grows. And as uh, the church changes, you know, things must change with it. And then fifthly, and I'm going to close with this, is um, we must provide more community for our members and guests. You say, what do you mean by community? People are looking for family and community in these uncertain times. They really are. A lot of people are homebound people. Society has changed in a much, um, not for the good over the last few years. People are more isolated. They feel lonely. They feel uh, distant from family and friends and coworkers. It just, our sense of community has left in America. People want that. And so we have to be willing to provide that. And so we must become a church of strong community. And I, I believe that we have a church of strong community. We've got some strong communities within our church. I thank the Lord for that. And I'm not saying this is an issue, but what I would be fearful of is that we have such tight-knit communities that when other people come in that are not part of our community, are we willing to accept them into our community? Sometimes churches become very, very cliquish. I don't know that that's a problem here, but I hope it's not. But we have to be willing to offer community to people that, listen, although... They may not be who we grew up with, may not be people we know that well, but we're going to love them. We're going to invite them to have dinner with us. We're going to give a sense of community to those who come in. They may just come in for a one time. I, I try to meet with our visitor guest as much as I can. I've tried to um, call them, text them when, I, when they fill out our information cards, have their information. I try to. Um, but that shouldn't just be me as a preacher. That should be every one of us. We have visitors coming in. Hey, great to have you here today. What you doing for lunch? Let's invite people into our community. Let's let them know that they're loved here. I promise you that'll go a long ways with people. And this is how we can be relevant in our society to people who are coming in. That's not changing anything other than us saying, listen, I'm going to do my part to let people know we care. And if there's any way that Etowah can be affected by North Etowah Baptist Church, it's by us coming to a place where we say, listen, the community says that's a church that loves and cares for people. And uh, there's some other things we'll look at down the road that I think we can do. Um, we, we've got to tear down walls and build bridges for people to know that, hey, we're a church that cares. But just being relevant, um, you know, we have to, we, we can't stay in the past, but that doesn't mean we have to change the gospel either. It just means we have to be willing to say, listen, we're going to do what we can within Scripture to reach an ever-changing world outside. Um, there's so many ways, social, net, social networking. Our church is pretty good. We've got a pretty good uh, presence on Facebook. Um, Young people don't use Facebook. 
I don't even know how to reach the young people because I don't use anything else either. Um, but we've got to find, okay, how do we reach people that are outside of our bubble? And uh, that's how we're become relevant, reaching outside of our bubble. And, and I know that we're in a bubble because that's just the way we, we all get in a bubble of our own world. You know, we all get used to doing things the way we've always done it, seeing the same people we've always seen. And our worlds, all of our worlds become bubbles. And so we've got to figure out how do we reach outside the bubble, expand the bubble to the all of Etowah, where we can reach our community with the gospel of Christ. So um, that's what I had tonight on that. And uh, if we're going to go forward into the future, that is something that we must be willing to do. And it's not always easy, but I promise you it is profitable. And we thank the Lord for it.